sometimes in sorrow, sometimes in frustration, or even anger, but sometimes, too, with tongue-in-cheek and a sly smile. In his roles as novelist or journalist, he always did his best. He cared deeply about his work. But, like Twain, he seldom took himself too seriously. When he volunteered to cover the national political conventions in 1956, he wrote to the editors of the syndicated newspapers who would publish his columns, Walter Lippmann, the Alsops, and David Lawrence have nothing to fear from me. I have no sources, dependable or otherwise. If I should make a prediction, it will probably be assembled out of information from the wife of the alternate delegate from San Jose, California, plus whispers from the bellhop who has just delivered a bucket of ice, to usually dependable sources. Steinbeck had a knack for choosing topics, as well as taking an approach that would be of interest to ordinary people, usually putting himself in their place. But above all, he had the ability through it all to entertain and inform. Indeed, these articles form a series of snapshots of a man who, through his compassion, concern, and sense of fun, has endeared himself to the American public, both in his life and since his death. It's in the spirit of that great range that the book is organized, by topics that suggest the power of his thinking, the scope of his enthusiasms, and the varied approaches he took to the craft of literary nonfiction. John Steinbeck was lucky enough to live at a time when the concept of journalism as a profession was a fairly flexible notion. Newspapers sent novelists to cover stories and Steinbeck, his reputation firmly grounded in the American psyche after the Grapes of Wrath, was fortunate to have his pick of material. Publications were usually happy to have his work, not only because of his name, but because he developed a reputation for applying his skills to even the most casual of pieces. From the time he published his first article in 1936 to his last in 1966, he took the writing of these little articles seriously, fretting over each one of them. You know as well as I do that I have never turned out a really easy piece of copy in my life, he wrote his agent, Elizabeth Otis, during a frustrating moment on assignment in 1952. These articles are going to be just exactly as hard as anything I have ever done. Journalism was seldom effortless in large part because Steinbeck was always the novelist, shaping, arranging, creating characters and scenes and conversations, occasionally drifting into the fanciful or mining the fantastic. His work in both nonfiction and literary journalism always teases the border between fiction and nonfiction, between the fanciful and factual. If his migrant material of the 1930s swings toward the documentary and repertorial, his work of the 1950s and 1960s freely mixes moods, narrative approaches, and fictional techniques. Some of this may have been temperament. He was, in fact, fired from a reporting job in 1925 on the New York American because his news stories drifted from the facts but some he may have picked up from muckraking journalist Lincoln Steffens, who lived near Steinbeck in the 1930s. Steffens was undoubtedly Steinbeck's political mentor. 
It was he who, in 1935, urged the writer to interview strike organizers hiding out on the Monterey Peninsula. Abandoning his initial notion to write a biography of an organizer, Steinbeck published In Dubious Battle, the first of three labor novels. But Steffens, whose New York commercial advertiser had run a new kind of journalism that was, as his biographer observes, personal, literary, immediate, may also have schooled Steinbeck in his concept of descriptive narrative. A good news story should contain only life. Steffens talked not only New York reporters at the turn of the century, but also scores of Stanford journalism students making pilgrimages to his Carmel home in the 1930s and John Steinbeck by 1935. When Steinbeck wrote his first feature series in 1936, The Harvest Gypsies, he knew how to see things as they are, in line with Stefan's advice to reporters.